of episode nine number seven know when to confide with others outside of the marriage and implement and implement marriage advice from professionals or from people who models the type of marriage you desire to have example if you're having an issue with building trust in your marriage your best interest is to always speak to either a professional or a couple who has been together for quite some time because they will provide you with sound, rational advice. And a married couple will explain to you the outcome without you having to experience it firsthand and how to navigate through it. Plus, they are also able to tell you their spouse's point of view as well that may be helpful to you and your spouse. Yep. They both have to be willing to work it out, to be to compromise, take the necessary steps that's needed to fix the problem in the relationship. Right. And when getting advice, my advice to you, I've been married for 10, 10 and a half years. I don't know. People come and ask me things. I can't tell you. And I'll I, I be telling them, I can't tell you because I've never been through it. Mm. So I don't want to sit here and act like I know because guess what, baby? I could be telling you how I handle it. And baby, I would be here. I'm sure I wouldn't be handling it that smooth and how I'm telling you just to continue on and stay and fight for your husband. Right. Because baby, I would be out there fighting for my husband. You hear me? Physically. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I can't tell you. I wouldn't, I don't want to tell nobody. Like they come ask me. I'm like, look, I haven't been through that because Carrie knows. He, this is a psychopath here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I always tell real. people when they ask me, you know, for advice, my number one thing is I can't tell you to leave them and I can't tell you to keep them. Stay. That's right. That is something you have to make a decision out for yourself. Now, let's talk That's about right. the pros and the cons of you keeping them and giving them up. And yeah. then you go from there. Yeah. And you only, only, you know, when you had enough. Exactly. So number eight, guys, never speak harshly towards or about your spouse. Okay. As I stated before, this was also part of our foundation because we know the damage that words can create and we vowed never to use them. So for example, if you and your partner get into a heated argument and in the argument, your spouse calls you, I don't know, um, a skinny bald headed hoe. <laughs> and the next day he's all nice and you know wants to cuddle and as y'all cuddling you know he's telling you how sexy and beautiful you are not even for a second you're going to believe that because us as ladies number one we don't let things go okay but you're not gonna believe it because all you can hear in the back of your mind is skinny bald-headed hoe okay and that phrase will follow you forever, even if it just happens just that one time. But for most people, it's never just one time because it becomes the get back game. And it mm -hmm. escalates and the name calling becomes more and more. Mental abuse on both ends. Right. 
And now it's just negative, harsh words piled on top of one another, eating at you emotionally. And it's also causing insecurities within yourself and the overall relationship. So that's why we decided never to implement that into our marriage or our relationship, period. Number nine, always be a united front. I'm going to use this example because we get tested by our kids all the time. So if you have children, let's say, for example, if your spouse punishes the kids and said no dessert after supper and the kids ask you for dessert, they come to mom or they come to daddy, ask for dessert. And even if you felt they should have some dessert, you better reiterate to the kids that they are punished and can have dessert. Now, if you don't agree with the punishment, talk about that in private with your partner and not in front of the kids because they'll use it to their advantage. My kids are classic for it all the time. Playing each other against one another. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mom, can I have a snack? Now, I just heard them ask their daddy for a snack. And and he told them no. I said, didn't you just ask your daddy for a snack? Oh, I forgot. I'm like, you forgot mm-hmm. already. And you know who tests me the most? Corey. The savage. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So always be a united front, especially with the children. Number 10, sex. This is super important, especially for people who has been in a long-term relationship or marriage. Because as the years go by, usually sex becomes one of the last things on the long list of things to do. Mm -hmm. We get busy with work, the kids, and other responsibilities. And at the end of the day, most of us just want a hot bath in the bed. Well, a big part of keeping the happy in the relationship is sex. Both parties need to explain what they can provide and how often they are willing to provide it and come to an understanding. This isn't my example, guys. Just for the record, this is just an example I thought of. If he wants it five times a week and she wants it twice a week, he wants her to ride him, but she don't want to ride because she tired. So the compromise might look a little like this. Let's agree to do it three times a week and I ride you two out of the three times and we do it every other night. Mm-hmm. I think that's a happy compromise. I don't think he's going to be mad because he only getting it three times. Hell, some people don't even get it one time a month, let alone three right. times a week. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. <laughs> so that might be what a compromise look like. As I stated before on the last show, tell your partner about your desires. Tell him about everything sexually so that you can get sexual satisfaction. Because if you're not satisfied with your partner, you'll go looking out um, in the streets for it. And that's not what we want. I think, and you know, I think like if, a, if, it's, if, if the man is really affectionate, it makes her think like, oh, you know, make her think about, oh, well, I have to uh, make some time or right. I have to, yeah, to get to have sex with him because, you know, he just make me feel so sexy. And, mm-hmm. you know, to so be a given, you know, is not like um, it, it, it wouldn't cause a problem. Right. Versus if a man was just come home from work, his food, you know, get his food, sit on the uh the couch and eat and then when it's time to come to bed without you know being her up. yeah mm-hmm. and then just try to have sex then that's the that's she probably will push him off right she be like well you know 
And you know, the so warming I, the up part, don't it don't have to start when you get home. It could be throughout the day. It could be yeah. him sending, you know, you a cute message via text message or calling you, you know, or whatever throughout the day. It don't just have to happen when y'all physically together. You know, right. and if you've been in a relationship for a long time, I'm pretty sure, you know, you've exhausted a lot of things. So, you know, shake it up a little bit, you know, maybe do some uh, do some foreplay, do some role play. Do I don't know. I'm just giving you all some ideas. I'm, I'm not a big text. Huh? You can send send um tasteful pictures, tasteful pictures. I mean, yeah. Tasteful pictures, something that if the phone gets stolen or they get leaked, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Right. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of people don't th- they don't think about that whenever they yeah. are sending nude photos of the, themselves or their genitals mm-hmm. to their spouse. They don't think about it in that way. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And Very you can important. send tasteful pictures that where, you know, if anything happened, they'll be like, what the hell? She just like in her, you could just see like her bra, the top of her cleavage is nothing, you know, nothing to be embarrassed without exposing too much right. of his goods or yep. your goods too. Or if y'all into that and y'all want to expose y'all goods, FaceTime. Mm-hmm. But don't leave no hard copies. <laughs> right. No traces. Okay. And and if you got kids like me, my kids is always up in my phone. So mm-hmm. I could just imagine, Corey, what's that, mama? And now you got some explaining to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Number 11, money and finances. I feel there's no need for me to break down this tip because I broke it down pretty thoroughly on last week's show, unless Daisha or Sheik have something that they want to add. I say live in your means. Mm-hmm. When you live in your means, like you could avoid all those other problems, you know, like in the long run that if you're living outside your means and having the bills cost more than the money that you make, right? it, it can avoid a future catastrophes or whatever because let me tell you something when you try to keep up with other people and you know that you can't baby you will see a different side because money changes people okay no matter how much you think you know a person being in the financial rut with a person it'll change the way you respect each other speak to each other the love you have for one another so you have to make sure that that's like tight like living your means and don't have your bills totaling up to more money than you making right and i just want to piggyback off the what you said because it it struck up something for me like what i told y'all about you know how we would always just try to buy everything all at once the reason why we uh were always living over our means was because we never had a budget and so all we had was the number we knew we made per hour how many hours we had a week and what that paycheck looked like at the end of that pay period that was all we would think about. So when it was time to make another por- purchase, we can afford that. We can afford that. We can afford that. It wasn't It wasn't keeping up with anybody. It was just keeping up with our desires that put us in a pickle. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if people, you know, don't have a budget, they'll end up where we was 16 years ago. And that ain't a happy place to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stacia, had something you wanted to say? I think... Something that maybe we went through, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I think like Carly is, he's the main provider, you know, and I think that he wanted me to have whatever I wanted to have. Mm -hmm. And I think I went overboard with having whatever I wanted to have. And 
he wasn't vocal. So I'm saying that guys should be more vocal about and, and have a plan, but be more vocal about what do you expect out of the woman? Because um, I didn't know because he was the provider and he was paying all the bills that I was supposed to save money. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hey. didn't know. <laughs> Let me just spend I, this money. I don't care how long it took him to make it, girl. <laughs> like, I didn't know he would be like, so one day we were just having a conversation and he would be like, and he, I think he just asked me like, so like, so what do you have saved? Um, or what, like, you know, and I'm like, uh, hmm, nothing. Because <laughs> I, I was eating out every day. That was my thing, y'all. I like to eat out. And you was eating and out I, well, may I yes. say. Not no dollar <laughs> menu eating out. Okay? How much would you average lunch would cost you, Daesh? Tell the people. Like, y'all, like, I would go and spend, like, sometimes I can go and eat out by myself. Like, I don't even have to be with nobody. And eat good. And I'll spend, I'll spend, like, $50. By herself. Like, by myself. Where you would eat it? Crab girl. legs. <laughs> Lobster, <laughs> crawfish, you name it, she was eating it. And you know, to to him that that was like immature. Like, what are you doing? Like, okay, so I'm here and I'm taking care of everything. You su- you supposed to be doing something. I sh- he felt like I shouldn't have I shouldn't have to tell you what to do with the money. I shouldn't have to tell you to be more responsible but man i feel like we good like i feel like you're making the money you're paying all the bills you're not telling me stop you just oh they well you're not okay well call me back are right, you doing this <clears throat> like you're not putting a cap on nothing you just letting me go but he's thinking in his mind that i know better mm. well i didn't know better so <laughs> i say that guys that want to, you know, make us a little rotten on that level, that they should be more vocal and say, okay, I understand that this is what you want to do, but, you know, be responsible. Right. If you want to go and eat out, go and eat out, but do it, if you, don't do it every day. Do it like once or twice. Treat yourself once or twice so we don't be eating out every day. Or if you're going to do that, don't spend so much. Yeah. Or even if you're gonna do it every day, put something on the side. Don't just go and spend everything. Like I would take all the money. Like if I literally, if I show y'all my bank statements, that's where my money went on food. I didn't buy clothes. I'm not the girly girl. I don't buy clothes. I don't buy shoes. Nothing. It just went to strictly food. And I felt like if he would have told me, this is what I need to do, I would have done it. And I know it sounds so stupid and childish. Like, oh my God, somebody needs needed to tell her save money. Uh, yes, <laughs> I needed to be <laughs> like, yes, I needed to be told to save money because like, it was bad because like I was young, me and I met Carly young and he, he, he was into taking care of business and, you know, paying bills and doing everything. I come straight from under my mama to him. So straight from under my mama to him and taking care of everything. Well, guess what? I could continue living like I'm to my mama. Right. It was no, it was no rules. It was no nothing. I just was. I was reckless. I was just doing whatever I wanted to do. And he felt like I knew, but I felt like, no, you should have told me. So I feel like guys should do that. Right. It it should have been a foundation established. Right. And we didn't do anything. We didn't set no foundations, none at all. And we're into 
13 years later, mm-hmm. and it's sad to say it is, this is sad to say, but we are 13 years later just realizing that we we done all this wrong. Like, we done everything wrong. We didn't set foundation. We didn't talk about nothing. We didn't do nothing. We just jumped into something. I was young. He was a little older. I was young, and we just was, we just was winging it to where now... I'm in my 30s, of course, so that little light bulb clicked on to where now I'm like, okay, so dang, after 13 years, right? so what the hell we was doing in the 13 years, but we wasted some time. But that's okay, I though. I, like I said, my friend, if some people get it early, some people get it late. The most important thing is that you get it. Right. Right. You can't, you can't get the time back, but when you know better, you do better. Right. Right. And we didn't, and we didn't know, like, we just, we was, like, really just winging this shit, like, just, and now when we sit down and we have those conversations, and it's, what makes it so bad now is we're, we, we know each other now, because, like I said, it's been 13 years, but because we didn't set foundations and we didn't, you know, do it right in the beginning, we were, we're left with a lot of scores, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we're now trying to work through all of those scars while setting a foundation, you know, while right. trying to redo, while trying to do something that we should have done in the beginning. So that's what makes it hard. So I feel like all the steps you, you're giving now is very important to people that's just starting a relationship. I mean, or even like me, you know, that have to go and visit those things. Right. But I feel like it's good that you're putting it out there for people that's in a new relationship to say, hey, man. In year one or year two, hey, this is what we need to do. Exactly. If we didn't do it in that first year, this is what we need to go ahead and do. Because, girl, we just starting to pick up the pieces. Like, we right. just starting to try to. And it's, it, it, it's hard, you know. It, it, it could get, you know, challenging. And that's why I like having these type of conversation and these talks for people like that. For people like you. For people like me, even. Because I had to learn this. And just like children, relationships don't come with an instruction manual. It's different for for uh for everybody, but I feel yep. like if everybody have these bullet points, so to speak, they can tweak it and customize it to their relationship and have an overall better, healthy relationship. Well, I'm reading this book and it's called Happily After All. And then in the book, the guy is talking about um I was sharing that with Carly with the the guy is talking about like supporting your um spouse and whatever they're doing and he he went on to say that he was a risk taker and his wife was the breadwinner and he he was taking so many risks he wanted to do certain things and he one morning at three o'clock in the morning she was sleeping getting ready for work because like i said she was the breadwinner and he was a risk taker so he's he wanted to share some things with her but she was sleeping and he was trying to wake her up and she was like, oh, like, 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 go ahead with that. Like, I'm trying to sleep for work. You up there trying to tell me about a dream at three o'clock in the morning. Like, I don't want to hear that. So what it did was it made him turn to another female mm. that, that, that was willing to listen at three o'clock in the morning. That was willing to listen at whatever time right. she was willing to be that ear and his wife wasn't. And his wife felt so bad. Like, how dare you? I'm I'm the breadwinner and I'm taking care of my our family. Why would you step outside of our marriage and go and you know seek attention or whatever from anybody else? Like why would you do that? And he went on to say like they had the conversation to where like he needed her 
and she wasn't there, but she didn't see it like that. She didn't feel like she had to be there because nigga, I don't give me that. I'm taking care of us. Like I'm here on this level. I don't need to be there on no other level. No, it don't work like that though. All levels. That's how. That's that's right. That's how. And that guess what? He, I bet he would have fell in love with that that listener too. Right. That's what ended up happening. He ended up, you know, having feelings for this other woman or whatever. So I was like, man, it made me think like that. You gotta be that ear because let me tell y'all. Y'all, Carly's into trucks, and sometimes I don't care about trucks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know those parts that he be telling me, or I don't know what he stretched or yeah. how he did it. So it's not fun. But even though yeah. it's not fun, like you, we gotta be. We have to be present in that moment with them, and. And you know how good it feels when somebody is just listening to you, telling yes. your dream that's or like something? That's why I was saying that you have to listen actively because that's important. Yep. Yes, and, and be excited for them. Yes. Listen yes. to them, be excited. But man, let me tell you, that, that was a struggle for me because, dude, that's like some real man shit. Like, yeah. I don't care about an 18-wheeler, dude. Like, <laughs> really, you know? But I try to, you know, listen and I try to, you know, hear him out when he's talking about his trucks but before girl well that's good it sounds like you're on the steps to uh, uh building a, a good sturdy foundation i'm happy for y'all yeah we're tr- we're trying we're getting there but let me tell you it'd it be rough because like i say it, we skip we skip some stuff in the yeah. beginning that we're you know but i feel like in the end it's gonna be worth it you know right but that's that's good everything happens how it's supposed to happen baby it's not it's not how we want it to happen it happens according to how God wanted it to happen. Right. Yep. And I can Another thing, you. too. Another thing, another thing that we also struggle with, too, because, like, he called it, this is something he would say, like, dude, you don't call, you don't call and check on me throughout the day. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I'm, you okay? <laughs> That's so not nice, though, like, like really listening to it that's not cool like because a man wants somebody to be like hey babe like are you okay did you eat today how was your day what did you do and i'd be like boy i'm gonna talk to you when you get home find the strength like, baby <laughs> yeah don't like finish reading your book and, you know and find the strength <laughs> you know what and then with a man y'all you got to remember the man the head huncho so he don't care back to this book he don't care about her being a provider because guess what? He's the man, so he know he he should be the provider. He care about her being attached emotionally, right? Instead, financially, you know, trying to think because she, you know, because a man, a man, they want they want that. Like I know my husband, like he he don't ever want it to be the other way around. He want to be able to pay all the bills and not have me to worry about anything. But also, he wants that emotion. That's more important to him than me being financially uh more financial financially stable than he is right like when me and my husband got together he didn't want me to work he was like i want you to stay home and i was like nope i'm not the stay home type of girl if this is what you're looking for then we can't we can't proceed and he was like well if that's what you want to do but always remember you don't have to work i don't want my woman working but at the same time if that's what you want to do i support it right you know, so that's that compromise, guys. Yep. Yeah. 
And what you were saying about the eighteen wheelers and all of this, you know, I go through it on a daily. I don't know what a what a plug-in is, the software. He be telling me all of this stuff with this thing do about music and all that. And I'm just like, what? Okay. Yeah. And what that do again? Okay. And every time we talk about it, I got to ask him what it means. But it's okay because he know I'm trying. Right. Mm-hmm. Number 12. It's last, but it's certainly not least. A spiritual foundation. Again, I don't, I feel like I don't have to say anything to break this down because I did it pretty good on the last show and I gave you guys an example about my parents. I felt like it was a real good example. Um, Dej, do you or uh, Sheik have anything y'all wanted to add to this tip? Yeah, the spiritual uh, foundation, um, especially in the marriage, I'm a um, firm believer of the three-chord um relationship you know because the three-car strand is not easily broken mm-hmm. so uh-huh. that means you know you keep God first God first and everything in a marriage because that is the you know that's the person that's going to help you get through the hardships in the marriage so you got to make sure that spiritual foundation you got to have that good foundation that good communication with God going to him as one like we, me and my husband, we will pray together. I've been, it's been times that like I'll be sleeping and I can feel him in the morning praying over me. Mm-hmm. But you guys, that's, that's so awesome. You have to keep, you have to keep that foundation. You have to keep God first, that three in a marriage, that three card strand, because it's not easily broken. When you keep God into that marriage, that marriage will not crumble. Right. But it got to be both parties. Now, I can't be the wife always standing for the husband or the husband always standing for the wife. Right. Both of them standing as a unit, as one under the covenant of God. Yep. I agree. And if you have children and a family, get them kids on it too. Yep. Pray together as a family. Because the devil, when, when, he can't, when he can't attack one, he try to go after something else. Yep. I agree. Me and my husband do that as well. We get on our knees together and we pray. Mm-hmm. And then people be like, well, we don't know how to pray. What you mean? You know how to talk to me, huh? Yep. Just have an honest okay. communication with God. It's the heart. It's the heart. Mm-hmm. You, and, then you, you know, you tell because, but you see people, I know with me, I got to pray to have the right word before I actually go to into prayer. That's important too. You don't just jump into, this is just me. I can't just jump into prayer. I need you to write my, have my thoughts right. Let, you know, let me have the right to word it right or whatever. However they say that. I I can't just go, just jump into prayer. I need to just, I need to pray about going pray. Mm. So you pray before prayer. Yeah. Because I need to know, I need to know the right way. You know how we we said that last week about being specific in prayer? Yeah. So, I mean, I need to know the right way. There's no right way to talk to God, I think, because, you know, like I said, you could just go any, talk to him just like you're talking to a normal person. But some people think you got to be eloquent or you got to speak eloquently or, any, you know, things like that to go talk to God. No, you can't. I think it goes by the heart. But also I pray like, God, let me just have the right words to say you know, to you, for you can understand the specifics behind this prayer. I never thought of it in that way. Yeah, like I pray, I know I'm going, like I'm in the shower. That's my, mostly my shower bath prayer. And when I'm coming to bed, I did not go into prayer. And it make it easy. I'm not distracted. That's another thing. 
you know, some people you get distracted when you get you get into prayer, you get distracted. That ain't nothing but the devil. The phone may ring, the text message, the kids coming in the room, the husband want to talk, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. That's another thing. That's another reason why I just pray before I go into prayer. Well, y'all know my my spiritual foundation. I, I come from a Christian background slash Catholic background. Grew up in the church. As I got older, like I was one of, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I was one of those Bible thumping people. Like I can remember having an argument in high school with this guy who was an atheist. And I was like, that's why when the rapture gonna come and you're gonna be left here on earth crying because you denouncing God. I was like that type of person. I would get like big time mad about anybody who had anything opposing to say about God. I was one of those people, which in hindsight, I realized that wasn't the type of person to become. Mm-hmm. As I got older, my mind opened up to other things and all possibilities. And I learned how to respect other people's religion, you know? And so I don't have a problem with people who may be um, practicing Buddhism or a Baptist or a Catholic, you know, Christian, whatever, because that is their way to God. Who am I to say that my way is the only way or the right way? Uh So my spiritual, I guess my, my spiritual journey is I love meditation. That's, that's my new way of being a hundred percent open and going to God and feeling his presence and getting assignments and then affirmations. I live by them. I believe in the law of attraction And when I pray, I don't ask God for things. I'm just in total appreciation. I said this Uh on another show. I'm just in total appreciation. And I thank him for giving me the abilities to work through me to do the things that I'm doing. Because a lot of people, they go to God and ask for for God to perform miracles in their life. Material things. and And not even picking up a finger to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like shame on you. God gave you the ability. He first he gave you the thought. And within that thought, he might have sent some help. Yep. And you ignored it. And then he gave you the ability. And then you ignored that too. How dare you come to me and ask me to give you this? You lazy little somebody. That's how I feel. So when I feel like I'm not working in my passion, I feel like um, when I'm not working in my passion and I'm not operating in the gifts that God has given me the abilities to do, I, I feel like I'm not doing what I was put here to do. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's my journey with my spiritual relationship. Well, this is the end of this segment. Up next, we have a song from our artist Spotlight. New to the artist Spotlight, this week it goes to SJ. He is a rapper from the 337 area. If you haven't heard about SJ yet, you will definitely become a fan after hearing him today. I like to call him the Jay-Z of the South because his lyrical content and metaphors are crazy, and it'll leave you thinking. All his music comes with a positive message and life experiences. 
So, you guys are in for a real treat today. You will hear songs by SJ on the next three shows. So, with that being said, welcome to the show, SJ, also known as SJ on Point. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, what's up, what's up? I'm good, I'm good, man. How are you? Awesome, I'm good. I'm super excited to have you a part of the show today. So, real quick, tell the people who is SJ and what can they expect by becoming a fan of your music? I'm SJ. I'm from Sunset, Louisiana. I'm a hard-working artist. And when you listen to my music, you will get transparency. You will get the truth. You will get everything when you listen to me. Yes. That's how I became a fan. Day one. <laughs> <laughs> so do Thank you have, you. You're welcome. Um, do you have anything new you're working on? And where can people find your music? Yeah, right now I'm working on my next project. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be titled Legacy. Mm-hmm. I got some dope producers on it. I got a uh, strategic people's gonna produce some music on it. Okay. I got six rings producers uh, producing on it. I got a couple of people, man. It's gonna it's gonna be bigger than the last one. Awesome, and, awesome. Uh, and you can find all my music is on all platforms: the Spotify's, the titles, the uh, iTunes, Apple Music, everything. Like, yeah. Just search just search in S underscore J A Y on point, and you will get everything. Awesome, awesome. So, um, if anyone listening out there would like to connect with SJ on social media, be sure to follow him on Instagram at S underscore J on point. That's J A Y, and on Facebook at Jaren Malbrew. That's J E R R E N M A L B R U E. Now, yeah, I love SJ music from the day that I first listened to it. I was hooked by his lyrical content. And the reason why I call him the Jay-Z of Lafayette or the Jay-Z of the South, so to speak, is because every time you hear his music, it's something new. I'm like, is there anything else this man cannot, better yet, can say? <laughs> and then the metaphorical uh, phrases you be saying, it really makes you think. So I'm telling y'all, y'all tune into SJ. Y'all going to become hooked because I was a fan day one. So without further ado, SJ, do us the honors by introducing this next cut. Well, this is the next cut. It's called Keeping the Flame Alive, produced by Strategic Peoples. It's a dope record, man. Y'all check it out. And and can you tell them the story behind Keeping the Flame Alive? Well, the story basically is to keep in whatever relationship you're in, is just telling the story of how to keep it alive. And, you know, it's just doing everything you got to do to keep it alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Well, we appreciate you, SJ. Uh, We love having you on the show. Stay tuned, guys. Stretch 
We hope you enjoyed the music segment. If you're vibing with the song featured on today's show, be sure to show support to that artist. Support means a like, a follow, a share, a stream, or a comment. Since we started the show, I am so proud to say that we have built exposure all over the world. We are currently in 209 cities and 59 countries worldwide. So thanks to every listener of the show, we appreciate you guys so much because without you, there would be no show. Because of that, I want to show our appreciation by doing location shout outs. So pay attention, guys, because your city may be called on today's show. I'm going to apologize in advance because I know I'm about to slaughter some of these names, guys. So bear with me. If I can't pronounce it, I'm just going to spell it. So shout out to Lafayette, Louisiana, Dallas, Texas, Algiers, Algiers, Mountain View, California, Boardman, Oregon, Rain, Louisiana, Karen Crow, Louisiana, Crowley, Louisiana, Houston, Texas, Pensacola, Florida, T-I-M-I-S-O-A-R-A, J-U-D-E-T-U-L, Judah and T-I-M-I-S. That's three separate words. Shout out to you guys. Atlanta, Georgia, Bangkok, Bangkok, San Jose, California, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Tunis, uh, this must be French, G-O-U-V-E-R-N-O-R-A-T-Day, Tunis, Manhattan, New York, Oakland, Oakland, or Auckland, Auckland, I'm sorry, Auckland, Auckland. Grapevine, Texas, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, New Iberia, Louisiana, Miami, Florida, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Bronx, New York, Groves, Texas, Santiago, Santiago, Metropolitan, Mobile, Alabama, Orlando, Florida, ba- Bamako, Bamako, Taipei, Taipei City, Little Elm, Texas, Gainesville, Florida, Yokohama, Kanagawa, and Melbourne, Victoria. Stay tuned next week because it may be your city we shout out. So thanks so much. We really appreciate all the listeners. If you're an independent artist with positive music and would like an artist spotlight featured on our up-and-coming shows, be sure to email us for more info. To qualify, make sure you have at least four sample-free radio versions of your original music that's not promoting violence or drugs to info at onesound1scene.com. That is the number one, sound1scene.com. Please note that any music that does not meet all the criteria mentioned will not be featured on the show. If you're an entrepreneur or have a business and you'd like to know how to get your brand featured on the show, be sure to email us at info at onesound1scene.com. We offer live mobile interviews where we go to your place of business and get some behind-the-scenes looks into your business. We offer over-the-phone interviews, and we also offer advertising slots and digital ads to be featured on the show and on all social media platforms. Let's get social and be a part of our community. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at One Sound One Scene to stay in the know about what's up and coming. And don't forget to log on to patreon.com forward slash One Sound One Scene to support the show. Exclusive apparel is also available at One Sound One Scene.com. And if you like hanging with us, be sure to tune in every Wednesday at 6 a.m. for new episodes. All links to the show as well as social media links and emails mentioned in today's episode is included in the show notes. So be sure to look for that. Also, please remember to subscribe, leave us some feedback so that we can connect with you. Well, this is the end of episode nine. It's been super fun. Thanks again for tuning in to One Sound, One Scene podcast. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, if you help enough people get what they want, you will always get what you want. Aspire, inspire, and pour into others. Until next time, folks, 
One sound, one scene. We are out. Bye. One sound, one scene, one love, one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it seems. Aspire, inspire, and we pouring into others. We got to stay unified. We got to support each other. One sound, one scene, one love, one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it seems. Aspire, inspire, and we pouring into others. We got to stay unified. We got to support each other. I double tap my people picture. I show them love anywhere. Social media in person. I'm showing love anywhere. Give them flowers while they live in sweet aroma in the air. Trying to hurt you, just stay away from them. Like a post, even comment and share for thousands everywhere. One sound, one scene, pouring our love everywhere. You ain't vibing positive, we don't want it, we don't care. All your negative energy, you can keep it over there. This music is therapeutic and enrichment for the soul. Become one with the instruments, let melodies take control. Reach another, teach another, and together we will go. Incorporate the law of reciprocity, reaching for more. One sound, one scene, one love, one team, one vision, one dream. It's way more than it's One vision, one drink. One vision, one drink. Aspire, inspire.